0: Woo! Okay, man. You know what I loved about about that? Some of you knew. Like, I don't know, Pastor. I was pretty loud. You're darn right. I'm good with it. And like, yeah, it was kind of dark in here. I get it. A little dark. We'll have to put like runway lights down the aisles. But you had, you had young people and adults alike at the altar going after God together. That's what it's all about, watching teenagers who, like, willingly came to church. My, my wife is home sick today. My two oldest could have stayed home and slept. And they're like, no, I can't wait to get to church. And, you, and that's what we have here. And I'm so, I'm so proud, Pastor Dan, of you and your, and your teens, man, what God's doing. is so awesome. Amen? So anyway... It's just cool that, you know, you got somebody who, who's hurting, comes to the altar, and when you look up, there's like 10 boys surrounding them, praying over them, you know, just, uh, I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> so again, I'm Pastor Terry Lee, pastor here at Fusion, and uh, just so glad to be with you guys today, man. I, I came today with a real anticipation of what God's going to do, and I hope you did too. And, um, and we're in this series called Comfort Food. And uh, the whole idea behind it was, you know, kind of kind of like those moments when you were a kid. anybody remember calling off sick from school and you didn't feel real well, and so mom would take care of you. She'd make you your Campbell's Campbell's uh, chicken noodle soup. That once you're an adult and you actually have your own money, that you never bought again. That stuff had more salt in it than than like the Red Sea, man. That stuff was was bad. Does the Red Sea actually have salt in it? I'm not sure. I'm not good at. That, the Dead sea, Dead sea, any of it, all of it, bad salt, just sodium all day long. But she'd get you that or your chicken nuggets or whatever, and she'd put you in front of the TV and and you and you'd have you'd have the price is right was on, and, and you know, remember those days, and hopefully you didn't get stuck watching As the World Turns or the the ugly and the beautiful or whatever it was called, the, the bold and the smelly. I can't remember, right? But like that comfort food that that, that when you're in the middle of a hard time. Uh, you know, somebody knew how to take care of you, and, and God's scripture is filled, God's word is filled with comfort food, yes. in the middle of the hardest times of your life, and so we've just kind of talked about scriptures that bring comfort and healing, and so uh, the first one, we talked about where it said that, that, that we will face adversities, which are, adversities are like obstacles, and we will also face affliction, which is, which is a, you know, a painful experience, but in those moments, God will navigate you through it find that to be comforting. Anybody other than me? Yeah, on, yeah. Week two, we talked about anxiety, and we talked about the right way to handle anxiety, which is in Philippians chapter 4, verses, verse 7, be anxious for nothing. Now, what it didn't say was that there's nothing to be anxious about, because we all know that's not true. There's plenty to be anxious about. Jesus himself said a sufficient is a, is a day of its own trouble, right? We know that there's plenty to be anxious about. What, what he's saying here is choose to handle it differently, but by everything, by prayer and supplication, make your requests be made, with a grateful heart, make your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so, when you do that, you, in, in prayer, and in, in, in conversation with God, and supplication, where you really just kind of make, make an appeal to Him, and you do it with a grateful heart, He begins to, to guard your heart your heart from bitterness, and your mind from the attack of the enemy. And, uh, and, and so that's, that's, what, that's, how, that's how we battle anxiety in the right way. Now, we understand there's spectrums of anxiety. That can be somebody who's just nervous about things, and that can be somebody who has trouble even leaving their home. We, we get it. We get it. Next week was Pastor Dan. Pastor Dan, you absolutely crushed it, bro. You crushed it. It was amazing. He talked about He talked about, he talked about forgiving others and forgiving yourself. And, and he talked about the sycamine tree and how, how, how they would take from the sycamine tree and the fruit was a a bitter fruit. And they would, because they didn't have, they weren't able to buy the finer things. Those were some poorer people. They, they, they were forced to, to, to pull out this bitter fruit and nibble on it from time to time. And how, and how, when we aren't focused on higher things, we, we begin to, to, to kind of hold on to those things that are lesser and they're, and they're bitter and you hold on to them and you, and you kind of chew on it all week long, and you ever been there? Yeah. 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 Or or you could chew on the, the sweeter things, which is forgiveness and, and, and the presence of God, and he talked about that. Reverend L was last week, and uh, if ever you drank from a fire hose, it was that, he, he, he was marveling how the Lord laid a scripture on my heart, and he was like, brother, you you said the scripture, sorry, it always... Oh, it starts out so good. And he's like, he's like, I'm so, I'm, I'm blown away that you use the scripture God gave me. What he didn't tell me was that God gave him 482 scriptures that day. I'm like, it's a bigger miracle had I not gotten one that you were going to use. But he talked about how God's word gives you direction on how you should live. You walk in obedience. And he talked about how the word of God cleanses you, how it heals us and, and directs us. And so, and so uh, I thought he did an amazing job. And, uh, and I just, I love that man so much. So proud of him as well. And so today we're in number five. We've got today, we've got next Sunday, I'm gonna hit Psalm 23. I'm excited about that one. And then we're gonna hit the domino effect series, and I'm really excited about that. Once we're done with that, that'll take us into Easter, Easter time, and, um, and we'll talk about Jesus then. That. Obviously, <laughs> right? And, uh, and then we're going to do some standalone things, and then I'm excited to tell you that our very own Pastor Melissa Jones is going to bring the Mother's Day message. Woo-hoo! Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, and then after that we're going to talk about some real a, a five week series on some of our core our core principles so that's kind of where we're headed you know into the summer and uh, just really excited about it. so you guys ready for the word today yeah. all right that was a lot of recap man I'm already tired <clears throat> here we go so I'm in the book of Second Corinthians chapter four so if you got your Bibles go ahead and turn there I know that some of you probably have your iPhones and your And your iPods and your iPads, and it's always awesome to watch you try and take pictures with your iPads, look like you're holding a cookie sheet up trying to take a picture. Excuse me. But you can't replace the the written word of God, amen? So here we go. And uh, I'm just going to read this scripture. Um, And so it starts in verse 16. It says, therefore, now first of all, whenever we see the word therefore, what do we ask ourselves? What's What's it there for? Actually, that's not really good English. You're not supposed to say, why is that there for." That's not real good, right? So you kind of jump back, and it's talking about how, how Paul is confident that the God who, who rose from the dead is also the God that will raise him, and so he knows his future is secure in Christ, right? So that's, that's, that's what that's there for, all right? Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That's a lot, right? I'm going to do my best to unpack it for you. So I'm going to kind of go just piece by piece. Can we do that? So the very first thing he challenges us, he says... Do not lose heart. Do not lose heart. Right away, he challenges us to not lose heart. Why do you think he does that? He challenges us to not lose heart because he knows our propensity to lose heart. Right? Uh-huh. Guys, I'm just gonna be honest with you, human race, though though we have, have done built amazing skyscrapers and, and and all kinds of technology, we're still feeble when we're by ourselves and we're not sure what's going to happen, right? And so he says, do not lose heart. He said that because he knows that we are the kind of people that will lose heart. Amen? It's kind of like warning labels, right? <laughs> they put the warning label on because somebody has done it before. <laughs> right. I'm have you ever researched it? Oh my. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I have... I've I've chosen a few. These are real warning labels on real things. Are you ready? Now, why are warning labels there? Because, Because somebody has done it, right? So here we go. Let's see the first one. This is for a drill. This product is not intended for use as a dental drill. I don't even know what to do with that. That, ru- oh, 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 oh. that ruined my business plan for dental I was going to start a dental, a, a dental place in a dentist's office on a $99 budget, and that ruined all of it. All right, let's see the next one. Do not allow children to play in the dishwasher. Didn't say do not allow them to bathe. I going to say cleansing It just said don't let them play. I'm just saying there's some wiggle room in there, you know? Depending on how big the kid is. Depending on how big the kid is. Sorry, Gavin, there's no wiggle room for you in there. All right, let's see the next one. Remove child before folding. Can I just say this? If you're somebody struggling with this right here, raise your hand, we will come get your child now. Why won't this thing fall? Daddy! But somebody had to have done it. Let's see the next one. It's an invisible pen. Should not be used for signing checks or any legal documents. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. (laughs) Hey, did you sign that life changing document that we needed so well yeah i thought i did but my signature's gone let's see the next one i don't want to live on this planet anymore the essence of the scooter. It's supposed to, if it doesn't, it's not working. I think we got one more. I think there's one more. Let's see the next one. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, do you remember the iPod shuffles? Like some of you are like, okay, kids, did you know that there was an iPod shuffle? No. (laughs) Let this sink in. To that group of people over there, the iPod is, abs- is, is obsolete. <laughs> Who remembers the eight track? Yeah. All right, we'll see you at Denny's. Bring your golden Buckeye card afterward. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Does anybody still have an eight track player? Mm. Good morning. All right, nice. Do not eat the iPod shuffle. Are you saying, well, it's made of Apple? So look, so they made these because somebody has to. Can you imagine somebody trying to choke down an, an iPod Shuffle? And where do you where do you draw the line? Do you tr- do you make the attempt on the Nano? I can't I can't do it anymore. Go ahead and let's let's get off of there before I lose my faith in humanity. So so those things are made because people have done them. Right so God has to preface all of this with us not to lose heart because he knows our ability to do so in the middle of a moment where we're just really struggling and things aren't going our way we have the propensity to say you know what why why am I even going after God anyway why am I doing this anyway He, he, he doesn't care I don't he's not doing what I need him to do and then we give up How do I know? Because I've been a pastor for a minute now and I've seen it over and over and over again. People who trusted God as long as things were going okay, but the minute they weren't, they were out. Not people here though, other churches, (laughs) other places. God knew our tendency to spiral. And so he starts this whole thing out with don't lose heart. But he doesn't follow it with great news. So next thing he says is, though our outward man is perishing you know what he's saying here? He's saying your physical body is temporary. That it will deteriorate. I never became more aware of that thought than when I realized getting older that you could injure yourself sleeping. (laughs) Have you ever done that before? Or sneezing? My goodness. What he's saying here is your outward man is perishing. It is, it, it, is, it is temporary. Friends, we are eternal beings having an earthly experience, and it's not the other way around. Did you hear that? We are eternal beings. God built us eternal first, and then we're having an earthly experience. We're not earthly beings hoping to make it to eternity. There will be an eternity. We are eternal beings now. Amen. We're here on this earth for a moment. And bodies that forsake us really, really quick. Once you hit 40, the check engine light comes on. Come on. Right? Wes, well, you've been, never mind. I'm sorry. He knew it was coming. But actually, Jesus takes it even a bit farther. He says this. He says, what is your life? But it's but a, it's but a vapor. It's here one minute, and it's gone the next. Like that, like bananas. Bananas. You buy bananas on Monday at the grocery store on Tuesday, they're black. Right? (laughs) Temporary. Temporary. And so he doesn't really give you great news here, but, but then he follows it with even better news. So he says, though the outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. So, the outer speaks to our physical body, but the inner speaks to our soul and our spirit. And that is something that we can renew every, every day. Now, understand God never promised to renew your physical body, but He did promise to renew you spiritually, moment by moment. He will sustain your physical body. That's what the manna from heaven was. That was, that was what that was when the, when the Israelites were, were walking around in the desert and food was popping up every single day. God said, I'll sustain you. I'll take care of you. But I never promised you that I would refresh you physically day by day. But spiritually, now that he will do. I don't know. Since we're eternal beings first, I feel like that's probably more important that he refreshes us inward rather than outward. Amen? Amen? you guys getting this so far? Okay. As our earthly body is failing us, even daily, you notice a new click when you walk or, you know, dude, when I started recently, I started like, I I like squatted, squatted down and got up and it sounded like somebody was tearing a piece of paper. I'm like, well, that's new. (laughs) That's great. Right? But as much as that happens, even more so spiritually, if you are allowing yourself to plug into him, I promise you that day by day, he renews you and he refines you and he refills you. I believe it's possible to, though your body is passing away, be sharper than ever. How do I know that? Because I made a hospital visit one time. Actually, it wasn't a hospital visit. It was a visit to a nursing home. They're like, PT, there's a lady at a nursing home, and you really need to go do a visit. I'm like, okay, what's her name? Said her name was Pat. Okay, she's a hundred, I think she was 102. 102 years old. Think about that. That's up there. <laughs> That's up there. And I walked in expecting like her to not have any clue I was there, her to have no idea who I was, her to know nothing. And that woman was sharp as a tack. And I went there ready to encourage her. Sweetheart, it's, it's going to be all right. And she sat me down, and that woman got her Bible out, and she started preaching at me. Yeah. I'm like, I was like, this lady is awesome. <laughs> I'm like, whatever it is that you have, I want to bottle that up and sell it. And that woman, that woman lived for like another three years. I'm not good at math. I think that means she died like 115 years old. <laughs> It's a joke. I'm not that bad at math. But, but, she, but until her dying day was so sharp and so on fire for God, she so, spoke so passionately about the presence of God yeah. and so passionately about the grace of God that I saw that while she was still perishing and her physical body was failing her, that that spirit was alive and well yeah. and sharper than ever. And I just, I love what it says here is that even though the outward man, that may be perishing, the inward man, that thing is still alive and well, but you have to feed it daily and nourish it and take care of it. Amen. So while our outward body goes through all these things that life throws at it, our spirit gets stronger and sharper day by day when we nourish it and allow God to work in our lives. This changes everything. So let's see where the scripture heads next. It, it kind of takes a turn. You got to understand where, where Paul's at when he says this, too. So let me just, so he says, For our light affliction. Does light and affliction sound like an oxymoron to you? Anybody else? Our light affliction. Say what now? What are you talking about, Willis? Our light affliction. No affliction in and of itself is light, right? Do you agree with that statement? Mm -hmm. Let let me come down and kick you in the shin and you tell me how light your affliction is. (laughs) Affliction in and of itself is not light, so maybe Paul knows something we don't. Do you think that's possible? Because Paul is no stranger to affliction. you got to remember where he's come from. By the time he's written this letter, he has given up his status as a Pharisee. He was the best of the best of the best. He was an up-and-comer with a bright, bright future, and he walked away from that and was shunned by all the Pharisees. It's okay. There are no, party, no fun at parties anyway, right? And so he, he gives that up. He gets beaten. He gets thrown into prison. He gets in a shipwreck. He gets he gets, shack- he, I remember the time he's in prison with Silas they there in the inner prison with shackles on their feet. He goes through that. Everything that he does, he ends up giving his life for the gospel of Jesus. Right, while he writes this letter, guess where he's at? Prison. Now he had favor in prison and could basically do almost whatever he wanted, but he was still in prison. And he's saying your affliction is light. Either he has no idea what affliction is, or he knows something that maybe we don't realize. I don't know. Right? So let's see what it says. He says, it's light affliction. And, and we'll see what the rest of the scripture says, okay? So for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far exceeding in eternal And eternal weight of glory. What he's saying here is though the affliction you may be going through is real, God's grace, his goodness, and his glory are so much greater. Whatever it is that you're going through, it's real. We we believe that, right? It's real. Whatever it is, that thing that you've been waiting on that we talked about during worship, it's real. The pain is real, the fear is real right? The frustration is real. That's all real. But it pales in comparison to the weight and the glory of God. And what he's saying here is, is he's, he's saying it's not that it's not real. It's that the God is so much better. And that I'm wor- and they, in the Bible, it actually says, I'm working all things. How many things? Oh. All things. Not some things, not maybe one or two things, but all things together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So what he's saying here is that though you are going through something, don't lose heart. Your outward man is perishing, but your inward man can be alive and sharper never because that thing that you're going through, even though it's devastating, it pales in comparison to the glory of God. That's right. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Guys, we have no idea how great the glory of God really is. Right? We've had moments up here. We've had moments where I didn't get to preach because God was, was moving in such an amazing way. We've, I'm telling you, we've seen God do amazing things. But the Bible says that I has not seen, nor has ear heard. Check this out. Nor has it even entered into the heart of man, the things which God has for those that love him. Right? So all these awesome things that you can think up still pale in comparison to what he has for you. Now, that's going to probably be on the other side of eternity, right? It's it's on the other side of death. But it's going to be amazing. Guys, we are here temporarily, and there's going to come a time where we pass from this life to the next. As Pastor Jim would say, no one gets out of this thing alive, right? That's his word, right? but the glory that will follow greater than any struggle we can have on earth. Do you understand one day we're going to stand before Jesus and he's going to say, enter in my good and faithful servant. He's going to wipe away every tear from your eyes. He's already got your tears cataloged, knows what each of them were about anyway. Did you know that? And he's going to wipe away tears from your eyes. Worship team, go ahead and make your way up here. He's going to wipe away every tear from your eye. And he's going he's gonna to welcome you into the kingdom of heaven. And you get to go there. You didn't earn it. You didn't do anything to deserve it. That's right. But because of who he is, Come on. and because you said, I'm going to belong to him all the days of my life, Come on. he opens the door and you get to walk through. Hallelujah. Right? And then there's, there's going to start this celebration to end all celebrations. The party that ends all parties is called the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. And I just see this huge table where all the saints come together and we get to sit down and dine together. and We get to hear each other's stories. You're going to sit across from someone you've never met before and you're going to say, well, what's your story? And they're going to tell you their story. It's going to blow your mind. It, it could sound something like, what's your story? And it could be a little girl and she could say, well, I, I grew up in Rome. And I, I remember when they started talking about Jesus and, and, the, and, and, and we gave our lives to the Lord and he changed our lives for, for, forever. But the, but the people in leadership weren't happy about it. The government wasn't happy about it. And so they began to kill off those who loved Jesus. In fact, they would, they would use their dead bodies to, to, they would set them on fire and light through. How I many you know this is a real thing? This happened. And light the, light the path to build the roads he would blame, he, would, he, blamed, he blamed a whole entire fire on the Christians and so now we're, now we're in trouble and they went and they would hunt us down. And the last thing I remember is we were brought into this, this, this big arena and we were, we, were, we were put into the arena and when a door opened, a lion came out and next thing I know, I'm here. It's a real story. Those things happened. And you're going to get to share your story. You're going to talk with all kinds of saints and they're going, to, they're going to ask you what your story is and you're going to be like, well, I grew up in a totally different time. I love the Lord. And one day I decided I was going to go on a jog and I, and I, was, going to play, I was going to play my jogging play tra- soundtrack. So I'm jogging down the road and all of a sudden I look over and I see my Apple shuffle, my AirPod shuffle, iPod shuffle and I was like, this looks really good. And now I'm here because I didn't read the warning label. (laughs) So messed up. (laughs) Really, what we're going to do is we're going to exchange the troubles of today for the glory of tomorrow. Amen. Go ahead and stand to your feet. So let's look at the last part of the scripture. So he says... He says, don't lose heart. Okay, I know the ability that you have to lose heart. Don't do it. Fight it. Fight the desire to lose heart. And here's the thing. Though your outward man may be perishing, your inward man can be sharp as ever. As long as you nourish and feed it, I promise you that in your dying days, though though your body was failing you spiritually, you could be stronger than ever. He says, though your affliction may, may, may be heavy, it's not... It's not light in and of itself, but compared to the weight of the glory of God, it's light. One day you're going to stand face to face with me. So how do, we, how do we get there? So it says this, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Friends, we have to hold on tight. And we have to believe that God's ability to keep us is way stronger than the devil's ability to steal us, amen? amen. And we hold on tight with everything that we have, and one day we're going we're gonna to pass from this life to the next, and we're going to be greeted, and we're going to get that marriage supper of the Lamb. But while we're here, we have to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And we've got to put our eyes on him and trust him through everything. Yeah. Understanding that what you see here is all temporary. Yes. This is temporary. Your physical body is temporary. Your pain is temporary. These chairs, this stage, this building, one day it's all going to go away. And all that's left will be the glory of God. Yes. Yes. That's great. Right? Amen. So we don't invest in the temporary. We invest in the things that invest in the eternal. And we live our lives in such a way that we fix our eyes on Jesus, because he is eternal. And one day, we get to spend eternity with him. Keeping your eyes fixed on him while you're waiting changes everything, changes everything. (laughs) When you keep your eyes on temporary things, we lose sight of the fact that our Savior is all-sufficient. But when you have your eyes on Christ, you're ready for whatever comes your way. Well, not everything, it's hard. this life's still hard. We know that. But he walks with you through it. That's it. And one day, all those tears that we've cried will be wiped away from our face. But until then, we have to keep those tear-soaked eyes on Christ Come on now. to make it through another day. That's it. Though your outward man may be perishing, the inward man can be stronger than ever. That's right. Amen? Amen? So how about we sow into the eternal and let God do what God does? Yes. Amen? And maybe you're here today and you feel like you're on the verge of losing heart. You know what? I, I know that I've got some staff people here. Let's, let's get ready to pray. Altars are open. I got teenagers who I know will pray with you as well. I have no doubt about it. If you're here today and you feel like you're on the verge of losing heart, we want to pray for you. Yeah you're here today and you feel like you're on the verge of losing heart we want to pray for you prayer team if, if we have got any prayer team members let's be we can be ready to pray too i'm gonna pray in a second and we're gonna kick into a time of worship and if you're here and you just need prayer or you want to come to the altar the altar is open if you've never accepted jesus christ as your lord and savior guess what eternity is not great news for you i mean it is what it is that's what the bible says that's not those aren't my words i'm sorry i'm not sorry i didn't create it It's between you and God. If you don't like it, talk to him. (laughs) But if you're here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, today's your day. Any one of these people can lead you to that. I'm here. Our prayer people are here. Our pastors are here. I think what would be most tragic is if you left here today the same way that you walked in. So how about we just take some time. Open up the altar. If you don't need somebody to pray for you, you just want to go to the altar for yourself, do it. Altar's open, and let's take some time to go after God and pour into the eternal, fixing our eyes on him. He gets us through everything, amen? Let me pray. Father, thank you so much for your presence in this room. Thank you for your glory that far outweighs our pain. And we may not even be able to fathom that right now, but we will. But Lord, we fix our eyes to you today the author and the finisher of our faith, our strength and our refuge, our ever-present help and a time of need, our peace. Yes. And Father, today, here we are. We give ourselves over to you. We ask you to pour yourself out. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, altars open. Don't just walk out the door. Altars are open. We're lo- we'd love to pray for you.